0: Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today we are going to talk about how judgment for others is actually a reflection of your own insecurities. If you ever find yourself with a sentence in your head about somebody else that sounds like a judgment, stop and ask, what does that mean about you my spouse never supports me statement of judgment pay attention to where you are not supporting yourself my boss is uptight and won't promote me ask where you are being uptight my teenager is disrespectful ask where you are disrespectful all these statements of judgments are a reflection of you we have a very sophisticated bundle of neurons in the base of our brain called the reticular activating system You can remember it by R-A-S, or RAS for short. Its main purpose in life is to filter out information that is incoming from our environment. There is so much information coming in from all of our senses every second of every day that if we were to process all of it, our body would not be able to meet the brain's fuel requirement. It will be extremely inefficient. And if you know anything about the brain, you know that it is an extremely efficient machine. So part of its job is to filter information that it presents to us so we are not in overdrive all the time. And the way it does that is that it looks for information from the external world that is being fed internally. If you are looking to buy a car, all of a sudden one certain type of car will appear more frequently on the roads. The number of that car on the road is the same, you are just paying attention to it more. We recently did a project for my kid's school where we cultured monarch butterflies by buying milkweed plants. And while we were successful in that project, I started noticing how many more monarch butterflies there are compared to any other kind. And in general, I just started noticing more butterflies. The amount of butterflies in our backyard was the same, I was just noticing them more because my brain was primed for it. This is called a frequency illusion. Once you tell your brain what's important, it will feed you information only related to that from your environment. Similarly, when it comes to seeing faults in others, that is because our brain is primed for it. How are we priming our brain for that? We are having these thoughts about ourselves consciously or subconsciously. I won't notice anybody with curly hair unless I am insecure about mine. My brain has many other things it can notice, but it pays attention to only somebody else's curly hair. One time I took my kids to the park and I saw a mother scrolling on her phone. Her toddler son was trying to get her attention, to play with her. Immediately my thoughts were, She is so consumed with her social media she can't even pay attention to her son. Immediate judgment came in my head, but that sentence was so short-lived that I didn't even pay attention to it. It just gave me an uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach. It wasn't until later when we were home and I had a chance to process that event, I figured out that I had actually passed a judgment on that woman. And then I started to reflect on what did that mean for me. And lo and behold, it was about my own insecurities around how much time I spend with my children. Why this insight is important will become clear shortly. So I would have never seen that woman through a lens of judgment unless I was primed for it. That sentence of judgment gave me an insight about myself. And that is what this podcast is all about. How you use your external projection of others to reform your character. This is a very cool technique when practiced and applied. If you think your cousin is always running after the latest gadget, then chances are that you have the same desires. If you think that your friend is money-hungry, chances are you've been subconsciously dancing around the thoughts about money as well. What you see in others is what you believe about yourself. You are primed to look for people who are money-hungry because you're coming from a place of scarcity around money in your own life. Maybe you're not telling yourself that in the exact same language. You're not saying, I'm money-hungry. But you're having similar thoughts about not having enough money, concentrating on how to make more money, or you're in a place of lack or scarcity about money. So, when the extremely powerful machine of a brain looks outwards at others, it has a filter on. It sees others chasing after money. It will not show you that the same friend that you labeled as money hungry also happens to be a good mother. It will never offer you that unless you prime it for that and you deliberately practice to see her as a good mother. The same is true in all of the positive attributes you want to adopt. You will see many people frequently doing their ibadah properly if you are content with your ibadah. You will see many people doing volunteer work if you are content with your charitable time donation. But mostly, this trait is more prominent about our insecurities because that is the way of the shaitan, right? we catch on to negative cognitions more frequently and deeply than to positive ones. So for myself at any moment, if I find that I'm in judgment of others, I quickly write it down because it's a teaching moment for me. (laughs) And if you know anything about me, you know it's important to write things down because your brain plays tricks on you and makes your thoughts disappear. This is a method to pay attention to your critique about others. This is a very honest and raw method of seeing the truth about yourself. And luckily, it is a self-correction method that nobody ever has to find out about. You can do it all day and not another soul will ever find out. This is a beautiful thing about character refinement. It is a very private matter. So, judgment for others is a tool for our own character refinement. Whatever judgment I have for others is coming from my own beliefs, my own reality that I've created for myself. If I don't pay close attention to these sentences, they will continue to be subtle and subconscious and I will continue to operate from that judgment for others and especially for myself. And that is a very disempowering way to live. You can never create any meaningful change from that space. So writing it down makes it real. If it stays in my head, there's a higher chance that my lower brain will reject it in spirit of self-preservation. So during this work, my lower brain screams bloody murder in an attempt to hide these thoughts, to avoid discomfort, and to ward off the perceived threat. It is just the lower brain doing its job. In that moment, I just repeat thoughts like, it's okay, it's not the end of the world. (laughs) We are just looking at it to see where it came from. We are just being curious. Another approach is that judgment towards others is in the action line of the formula. CTFAR. Circumstances lead to thoughts that lead to feelings, actions, and eventually create results. Judgment is in the A-line. It can have different feelings and emotions related to it. Mostly self-righteousness, pride, or even discomfort. Feelings come from a thought, usually a sentence like, She shouldn't be doing that. We've been judging people for so long that those neurons are hardwired. The whole process happens so fast that these thoughts are mostly subconscious and it becomes so automatic that we find ourselves in the action line of a judgment model. Rolling our eyes, shaking our heads, removing ourselves from the situation because we are uncomfortable. With practice, I've been able to notice judgment either for myself or for others as soon as a sensation arises related to it. That makes me alert so I start paying attention to the story that I'm telling myself and the sentences and the thoughts become clear. You can do the same by paying attention to these sentences when you are in a judgment model. Finding out these sentences are the key to controlling the outcome. If you find a judgment about others, turn the language around and see where it's true for you. That mother should be paying more attention to her kids. Translated into, I should be paying more attention to the kids. Ask yourself, is that true? How is it true? Where am I lagging in my knowledge about myself that my brain is projecting this sort of judgment towards others? If you're truly honest with yourself, if you're truly vulnerable, if you drop your defense mechanism that your lower brain creates, and if you answer those questions honestly, without failure you'll find out that those sentences are actually true about you. You are believing these statements about yourself at some level, leading your brain to find evidence for it in the external world your brain's reticular activating system at work. <laughs> I call it the ridiculous activating system because of all the ridiculous levels of efficiency it works with and the ridiculousness it feeds us because of the priming. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, we need that system intact because without it, we will be in information overload and we won't be able to function. You know, I am just in awe of the brain and Allah subhanahu wa taala's design, subhanAllah. So the information that it feeds you will seem ridiculous, except you can use that as an introspection tool. So for me, in the example of that woman from the park, it was really about my insecurity of not being able to spend enough time with my children. From there, I was able to evaluate, is it true? Is it really true that I don't spend enough time with my children? Maybe yes, maybe no. I can reevaluate and see what my weaknesses are. What changes do I need to make? So in this case, as a result, I made a promise to myself to sit with my kids at the eye level whenever I'm talking to them and I give them one strong genuine praise a day without fail. That satisfied my self-judgment and something very constructive came out of it. Most of us will have a natural inclination to block out that type of insight about ourselves. And we will come up to a conclusion that no, I don't have any set judgments about myself. And mostly that is a defense mechanism that your lower brain is designed to create to give you a feeling of protection and self-preservation. But in cases like this, this type of defense mechanism is detrimental. First of all, because we miss out on such a huge growth opportunity, in this case just tell your brain everything's okay, nothing has gone wrong here, you're just curious as to what you can find out and what you can do about it. And second of all, and most importantly, because judgment for others is only holding you back, judgment for others does not affect them one bit. You will not be able to create any meaningful change from a place of judgment. Stay curious. Keep asking questions. I thought that employee was lazy. What was that about? I thought my boss was being extra feisty. What was that about? I think my teenager is being disrespectful. What is that about? Again, One benefit of asking these types of questions is that you can self-correct. But an even bigger benefit of asking these questions is that you can change the situation from within you. You do not have control over your employee, over your boss, over your teenager. They are your circumstance. They are outside of you. They are outside of your control. The only thing you have control over is your thoughts. If you're in judgment of others, you can never expect them to do what you actually want them to do employee will do what they want and possibly get fired your boss won't be treating you any better if you react to her from a place of judgment your teenager won't be more respectful towards you if she senses judgment from your part so in these cases we utilize judgment as a magnifying glass as a tool of curiosity towards ourselves. once you have gained that insight not only can you fuel your own growth but more importantly you can eventually feel compassion and empathy towards others you can finally come to a place of understanding their point of view, and that is a much more powerful space to create change from. Employee situation. I understand you want to clock out at four to be with your family, but how can we approach this so your work is not affected? Boss situation. I understand you are under a lot of pressure from corporate, but how can we help your situation as a team? Teenager situation. I know you don't want curfew at 10 p.m., But how can we approach this so you're safe and can still spend time with your friends? You can only cultivate compassion and understanding once you step out of judgment. That is the only way to command respect. You could never create a culture of respect from a place of judgment, no matter how polite you pretend to sound in that moment. If you're faking politeness when you're actually feeling judgment, you're not only lying to yourself, you're creating more resentment. Both of these are detrimental to your relationships like the rust that eats iron from inside out. So I'm guessing you've never heard judgment being described to you this way, where you are using it to cultivate positive change in your life. You've never heard this approach where you can actually use judgment of others, turn it on its head, and use it for your own character improvement and refinement. But this is what we do at Islamic Life Course School, don't we? (laughs) We use non-traditional methods of self-improvement. I bet you've never heard of judgment being utilized this way. But I say, if our brain is going to feed us this information regardless, then why not use it instead of blocking it out? Don't fight the design of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why not utilize it for our benefit? Have the RAS working for you, rather than you working for the RAS. (laughs) The same RAS, when you decide to quit sugar, you notice the bakery down the street every day, even when the bakery's been there for 10 years, and the cupcakes never seem more delicious. Because in an attempt to try and avoid sugar, your brain is primed to look for sugar. Another insight here is that when you say, my spouse doesn't support me, ask yourself, are you supporting yourself? Can you support yourself? Why is the spousal support and approval so important to you? You cannot get your spouse to support you from judgment. On a deep level, you are in judgment about your own ability to support yourself. Beautiful thing about this revelation is that you can actually do something about your own self-judgment that is in your control through your thoughts. A little disclaimer here. I'm not suggesting that you go actively looking for judgment for other people. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. Just because you learn this cool self-refinement tool. I'm just saying that it is natural and it happens so you can use it for your benefit next time you notice it especially because character refinement is emphasized heavily in Islam. I cannot do justice to its importance. Surah Ar-Ra'ad 13, part of the ayah 11. Indeed, Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change what is in themselves. You cannot expect your situation to change unless you work on your character. You have to do the internal work. You have to work on refining your thoughts and character. Abu Huraira reports that Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If one has good manners, one may attain the same level of merit as those who spend their nights in prayer. Another hadith reported, Abu Hurairah said, I heard Abu al-Qasim, the Prophet, upon him be peace, say, The best among you in Islam are those with the best manners as long as they develop a sense of understanding. Our character is our best mirror. It is the best tool for Dawah. For most of us, it is the only tool to show others what Islam is all about. It is extremely important to refine your character with every tool at your disposal. And with that, I want to wrap up this episode. But before I do that, I want to ask you to please leave me a review on iTunes. It turns out the process of leaving a review involves a few steps and it doesn't seem very user-friendly, but consider leaving me a review if this podcast has benefited you at all. I want to end with a draw for the Muslim nation and humanity at large. I pray that we become of the best character possible. I pray that we keep the Prophet's character as our guide. One reported hadith, Prophet peace be upon him said, God has sent me as an apostle so that I may demonstrate perfection of the character, refinement of manners, and superiority in behavior. May Allah make us of those who strive for the perfection of character through the tools at our disposal. I ask Allah that we are able to see humanity without judgment, without concerns of jealousy, competition, and worldly gains. May Allah protect us from all of these character diseases, from bodily ailments, and from the diseases of the heart. Please remember me in your duas. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes, and inshallah, I will see you there.